The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into the show. Beginning of the second hour. Here on WKOM 1017 FM. Or on the podcast if you are listening. If you missed any part of the show, you can get it on the podcast at uh, sm-tnsports.com. The podcast tab is at the top. In the menu, drop that down. You can see... Hour one, hour two, and our special guests. We don't have a special guest today. I'm kind of sad, but it's okay. Um, we want to talk a little bit in this first segment about the NCAA basketball tournament because we have to mention our friends over at Amigos Mexican Grill who will have some delicious Mexican Cuisine. Cuisine. And you, you sprung that sp- word on us yesterday and I wasn't really expecting it, but um Cuisine. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean Mexican cuisine and um mixed drinks, mm-hmm. <clears throat> spirits, a little uh tequila, salt, and thyme. That's all it takes. <laughs> Cure anything. <laughs> Those three things right there mixed together, perfect. Um, but yes, Noe over in Spring Hill, Ben up in over in Lewisburg, and Hugo out in Chapel Hill. Go see our friends. Tell them we sent you. And uh, if you need catering, they are the ones. Ten dollars a person. Cannot beat it. That includes queso. So, boom. Gotta have the queso. Like I'm, I'm considering just catering, just like the office. Like at this point, <laughs> for lunch, like fifteen people, hundred. I mean, I'm, I'm here for that. Amigos for lunch. I'm just saying. I'm all for it, as long as we get plenty of chicken and steak. I'm here for it. But anyway, um, as we talk about the NCAA tournament and the bracket challenge, some information I wish I'd had before the bracket challenge when I'd picked Texas to win the national championship was this as. Mo questions off air. Did something happen to Shaka Smart at Texas? No, nothing has happened to Shaka Smart at Texas, uh, except his last five NCAA tournament appearances. In 2021, he lost this year to Abilene Christian. That's like Alabama losing to UAB or Jacksonville State, really. Yeah. It's more like it's Jacksonville, more Jacksonville State. State. Yeah. Um, which they have. 
in basketball, but that's it's neither here nor there. That that's uh, that's a very big deal in state mm-hmm. um, when you beat the state. Yeah, I, th- I think if this had been a 14 seed that number three seed Texas had lost to from anywhere outside of Texas, it may not have created the weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth that losing to Abilene Christian has created. That's correct. So, so this year he loses to a 14 seed. Uh, in 2018, a round of 64 loss to a number seven seed when they were the 10 seed. Uh, in 2016, he lost to an 11 seed in the round of 64. In 2015, Texas lost as a uh, as a seven seed to a 10 seed in the round of 64. And in 2014, as a five seed, lost to a 12 seed in the round of 64. So what you're telling me is he is 0 and 5 in the NCAA tournament. Yikes! Yeah, that's information I wish I would have had beforehand. <laughs> as it stands. Sweet 16 starts tomorrow. Without Texas. Texas won't be in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this came about because you're seeing rumors that he could be potentially on the short list for uh, Marquette. Marquette. Um, that's, this just in. Marquette is not a better job than Texas. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as far as basketball tradition goes, Marquette much deeper and richer. Much deeper and richer in tradition. But Texas is in the Big 12. Marquette's in the AAC. That's what they do. That's all they do. Exactly, but they play basketball. That's what they do. That's uh, like they they are the, – the basketball is to the AAC what football is to the SEC. It's because we don't have football. I, I don't know. I just don't see Marquette and Texas on the same level. I don't. Okay. I, well, uh, listen. Mm-hmm. Get out before you're pushed out. There is that. So Marquette for Shaka Smart is a way better job than Texas because it's a new start. Well, because they want him. <laughs> and because they want him. It is an infinitely go. better job than Texas for Shaka for, Smart. For, for Shaka Smart. Yeah, there you go. Go go where you're celebrated, not, not tolerated. tolerated. That's right. There we go. Okay. Come on, Matt Rogers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Uh, I, I can see that. From, I, from that perspective, I can see that. I don't disagree. I mean, Texas, you can recruit better at Texas. You're going to have better facilities. You're going to have – It's uh, Austin instead of Milwaukee. It, well, there's – yeah, the, the, the climate in Austin – much better. Uh, <laughs> Except for Shaka Smart. It may be a little too hot for Shaka it's, in Austin right now. It's a little now. warm. Yeah. Like, why, why, is this, why is this chair on fire? <laughs> it's, it's not that cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting. Oh. Here's the thing, though. If he leaves, instead of being pushed out, as you put it, uh, how much money does he leave on the table? There's that. See, and that's because as, as Flavor Flav would say, they got to pay me, boy. <laughs> you know, I so, mean, um, it's not like they're going to have cause to fire him. I don't know. I think I saw 7.1 as the buyout. Now, Texas has got $7 million just that's, sitting in a that's, that's, drawer somewhere. That's shake a couch. Yeah. And that falls <laughs> I mean, out. Yeah. That's, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure assistants are, you know, probably 
half a mil or something. It's probably nothing. And again, the question that always comes to me when you start talking about coaching changes is, who are you going to hire? And Sorry, who are you going to call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they do need Ghostbusters uh, down in Austin. I don't know. Well, but. you've got he, here's okay. So I, I'm going to go down a list of of names that someone threw out for South Carolina basketball, and I don't know that it, South Carolina needs a coach any more than Texas does right now. It would be news <laughs> to Frank Martin, I would would think. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Here are N- some. names as the next South. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here are some names. Uh, Mike Boynton. At Oklahoma State, I don't know why you would leave Oklahoma State to go to South Carolina or Texas, right? Um, but he, here are some that that I think are legitimate candidates. If you're talking about going in the same direction that you went with Shaka Smart, because I don't think Texas can go like hire the Nick Saban of basketball to come to Texas. I mean, they're not they're not Who North Carolina that? or Kansas. It, somebody like a a Roy Williams or something. I don't know. Just, I'm just throwing out names, but mm-hmm. like the guy, mm-hmm. right. And I don't know who that is. You're, right. you're, that's a great question. Um, but you got to go from the ground up, right? So Wes Miller at UNC Greensboro, Pat Kelsey at Charleston, um, Ryan Odom from UMBC, which would be a Pat Kelsey at Charleston. Didn't he just take the Charleston job? Wasn't he at Winthrop like two days ago? Look, this is just a list. <laughs> Of people, I mean, okay. If Texas calls, you're just gonna say, "No, nah, man, I just took that Charleston job. I just don't think I can come there for five million a year. I just that's it's probably not for me." <laughs> wow, Charleston gonna be looking for a coach. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan Odom at UMBC, which is a you know, that, that's I'm a shocked that guy. he's still there. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy that. Should probably be somewhere else, <laughs> making a lot more money. Uh, Bob, Ritchie. I would have liked to have seen him at MCSU when Kermit left. Yeah, yeah, more now than then. Definitely, um, Bob Ritchie at Furman. See, as you see, Greensboro, Charleston, Furman. These are Carolina area mm-hmm. teams. So they, this is again, this would not be a a list necessarily for Texas, but a list of some pretty good ones. But I think you'll like the next one. Uh, Casey Alexander. <laughs> folks in Nashville are saying, no. He just got here. Yeah, right. I don't think Casey Alexander's leaving Nashville. No. Casey Alexander's not going anywhere. I, 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 I don't know that he's Belmont forever. But he's not leaving Nashville. But he ain't leaving Middle Tennessee. Yeah. And I say Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, <laughs> I got you. I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm just saying. In this burntorangenation.com article, there's a question. Would someone like Chris Beard or Eric Musselman or Nate Oates or Brad Underwood take the Texas job? Nate Oates ain't going anywhere. I can't see Chris Beard leaving Texas Tech. Not for Texas. I just He's like also being thrown around for Indiana, by the way. That one I can see. Indiana ain't Indiana, but... It's Indiana, <laughs> which is still infinitely better than Texas, Texas Tech. <laughs> but Indiana at its best is better than Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Is Indiana right now better than Texas Tech? Well, if they were, they wouldn't be looking for a coach. Well, And so there you go. My point is that if you can be – They've it, been doing a lot of swinging and missing in Indiana. They have. 
my my point I think would be that I am a coach and we talk about this all the time. What do coaches have? Egos? The biggest. <laughs> all right. So if you got a chance to take Texas Tech to the Final Four, congratulations. You take Indiana to the Final Four, parades. Buildings named in your honor. Statues Streets. erected in your honor. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying there's a little difference. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not a better job right now. Mm-hmm. But, but could it be a better job in three years with him? Absolutely. Yeah. And does he believe he can make it a better job? Oh, without question. No question. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, therefore, it's – I mean, it kind of goes back to Marquette, right? I mean, the, the rich tradition and it's much like Tennessee football, right? Indiana basketball, Tennessee football, very similar right now. Mm -hmm. And looking for that guy to bring them back to prominence. I don't know that – I don't know who the guy is Mm -hmm. for Indiana. But – I don't know who the guy is for Tennessee, but that's another story for another day. And that's that's exactly my point. Yeah. Is they've been doing a lot of swinging and missing in Knoxville and in Bloomington. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yep. So yeah, I, I, although Indiana football seems to have gotten it right, hey, so, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Well, I guess this basketball thing don't work out. We'll just try football." What you say? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh man, that's good. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go over the schedule since uh, we were a little confused. Um, but one uh, forty p.m. Central Time tomorrow. It'll be okay. Hold up, hold up. Before you go any further, so there are no Sweet Sixteen games today. They're they are all Saturday all, and Sunday. All Saturday and Sunday. And then the Elite Eight is Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, that's correct. That's trash can juice. Hey, we ain't had one of those in a while. Yeah, call Steve. <laughs> there we go. Go ahead. Um, at one forty Central Time on CBS at Bankers Life Field House, Loyola Chicago will take on Oregon State, and that will be a really good game. Did, who was it that told us they may not neither one may score forty points? So that was against Houston. Yeah, that they, was. They, neither Houston. one of these teams may score forty points because Oregon State, as we saw, has a heck of a defense. Now they gave up what eighty something to Oklahoma State, but they still won. I, I don't remember. I just know that they held a a highly inconsistent Tennessee team down in their opener. So I'm I'm not ready to give all the props to the Oklahoma State defense. Or Oregon State defense? Them either. <laughs> Oregon State, Loyola Chicago at 140 at Bankers Life. Uh, all these games are on – no, these, this game is on CBS. Also on CBS at 415 is Villanova and Baylor. That, will that take, should be a good ball game. That will take place at Hinkle Field House. Uh, Five versus one, probably the best game of the day as far as seeding is concerned because the rest of them all include double-digit seeds. Uh, <laughs> at 625 on TBS, also at Bankers Life, will be Oral Roberts and Arkansas. And the hmm. nightcap is an You mean the, the team that folks think shouldn't be in the tournament? Shouldn't be in the tournament, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the nightcap at 855 tip at Hinkle Fieldhouse, 11-seed Syracuse versus number two seed Houston. Those two games, Oral Roberts, Arkansas, Syracuse, Houston, both on TBS. Houston on upset alert. Houston better be on upset alert. Um, 
if I told you, if I asked you which of those games had the highest, the highest lowest ticket price available, what would you say it is? The most expensive ticket to get in the door. Syracuse, Houston, four hundred eight dollars. Not the most. It's not Villanova the most Baylor. Villanova Baylor to get in the door will cost you six hundred and seventy dollars. And a mask. And, <laughs> and however much a mask costs. Yeah. On Sunday. Sun, yeah, because those were all on Saturday. God, that, yeah. that makes no sense to me. Sunday, Saturday, Monday, Sunday, Tuesday, that I, makes sense. What was wrong with at least Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday? Oh, there are no games today yeah, is my point. I, yeah, I don't know. That's that is kind of odd. Thank you. I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, there are no games today and there are no women's games today, right? And it's not like they had to travel. That, They're just chilling. They chilled at the hotel that, from like Sunday to today. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely. That's <laughs> ridiculous. That is trash can juice. I agree. Thank you. I agree with you. Yeah. All right, on Sunday at 1:10 on CBS, it's number 5 seed Creighton and overall number one, Gonzaga. Tickets are $660. That, that'll get you in the door. It's the most expensive of Sunday's tickets at Hinkle Fieldhouse. At Banker's Life, at 4 o'clock, it's Florida State, four seed, and number one seed, Michigan. Uh, Mo rooting hard for the Knowles in this one. And you can get in the door there for $228. Uh, wow. At Finkel Hill, Phil, at Hinkle, not Ray Finkel. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> at Hinkle Fieldhouse uh, at 6.15 or on TBS, or you can listen to it right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. Number 11 seed UCLA takes on two seed Alabama. You can get in the door there for 5.31. Or you can listen on WKOM for free. Or you free. can for, for listen for free. For free, for free, free, free. Free, free, free. Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself a trip. <laughs> yeah, because you got to get to Indiana too. Uh, and then the nightcap there uh, at Banker's Life Fieldhouse on TBS at 845. It's number seven seed Oregon versus number six seed USC. And how much do you think it takes to get into the door for that game? Sweet 16, two pack 10, two pack 12 teams playing for a chance at the Elite Eight. How much do you think it takes to get in the door? Two pieces of bubble gum and a Hershey's kiss. Not much more. Forty bucks. <laughs> Forty bucks. It's pack twelve, baby. It just means less. <laughs> it doesn't mean as much. I don't that's wild. Forty dollars for the sweet sixteen, y'all. That's mm. insane. Anyway, I so That's pretty amazing. That is uh the NCAA tournament schedule and uh, bracket challenge. We'll get we'll get an update on Monday. Who's going to be leading? Will Cully's coaches, Cully coaches' guesses, will they get in? I don't know, but one thing we need to talk about as long as we're talking about basketball, there was a um, tweet that we saw yesterday afternoon, and we'll talk more about this Monday with Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. Anastasia Hayes and Aislinn Hayes are both in the transfer portal. Yeah, that I was going to wait until Monday, but yes, that well, is. We, it'll still be worth talking about. Oh, Monday. no doubt, no doubt. It's it's going to be something. 
uh, especially considering Anastasia's history. What do you mean when you say history? Well, I mean, this would be her, her third school. Yeah, her third team. I yeah. mean, and, not, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it because her the the move from Tennessee to MTSU it, it made sense for her. It I, I don't know how much sense it makes to go to leave again unless you are chasing a ring. I don't know what the situation is, but their sister Alasia is also in the transfer portal from Notre Dame. So they're trying to go. Might might we see a situation where they all wind up at the same place? Stay tuned. Oh, come on. Where is that place? I have no idea. But somebody's going to get one of the top scorers in the country. The top scorer wasn't she? I was believe she, I believe I, she ended up number was she, one. Well, I, I was. Was she was, she, was she two? Okay. Two, one of. <laughs> I, I try to avoid ever and never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, interesting, and like I said, we'll get into more of that with Chip. So, Chip, if you're listening, be ready. see what you can find out. Man, that, that was something. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested to see if it, it, or hear. Uh, how that continues to go down. So, all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Braves and uh, whatever team that was on the ice in, Na- in Nashville last night. So, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints. 28 minutes past the hour as we get ready to embark upon the weekend. Hope you guys are having a great, great week and Friday as we start off this beautiful, beautiful day. At least it's pretty today. It ain't. It may not be pretty tomorrow. Let's uh, let's hope it is. That's all I'm saying. Um, real quick before we get into those other couple things, I did want to mention. I just saw the NAIA tweet uh, that uh, Martin Methodist Bowling has defeated Wichita. Uh, no, Ottawa. Ottawa University is an OU, and I didn't know. Uh, Ottawa Braves, it's an AI, man. Um, and bowling, so. Wichita, Ottawa. <laughs> well, it's just, it says at Braves Athletics, so I had to, like, go to it, and it's mm. kind of small, and I thought it was the Wichita. Mm. 
but I think is I'm not even sure if they're NAI. They may be a community college. Maybe. I'm not sure. Which I don't know how to spell the Wichita with the O. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I That's don't know. Wa- I think. But anyway, I know what you're talking about. But bottom line, Martin is advancing in the NAI yes, bowling they tournament. So. They, they advance. Congratulations to Martin. Survive and advance. And they will take on two-seed um, U-Pike Athletics. What is that, Pikeville University? Yep, the Pikeville Burrs. Okay. In and they're uh they're they're in a uh, an Under Armour school, so tradition never graduates there. Nice. I'm I'm really surprised more folks around here aren't UA schools with the distribution center over there in Wilson County. I thought oh, that they true. would have more of an impact. Interesting. Anyway. So let's talk about the Braves. Let's do um because you mentioned Something off air that I thought was a little interesting. Yeah. Um, David O'Brien article this morning on The Athletic. Max Freed, when he starts the Braves April 1st, that's next Thursday, season opener at Philadelphia, will become the first left-handed opening day starter for the Braves since 2002 when Tom Glavin received that honor. Well, yeah, I mean, ever since 2002, it was Julio Tehran for the next 20 years. <laughs> leave, it felt like. I, no, I, leave Julio I love alone. Julio. I wish we still had Julio. I really wish we had had him last and, year. And then the thing about Julio that folks just overlook or just choose not to acknowledge, dude took the ball. He was great. I, yeah, I mean, every guy. five days, whoever else was – Pitching around him? Didn't care. Every fifth day, Julio went to the mound, man. Now, you didn't always know what you were going to get, but... More times than not. More times, yeah, exactly. He was solid. solid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. And I saw, I saw a TikTok the other day where this guy said, you know, everybody got a pitch count these days. And we talk about pitch counts all the time. He said, back in the day, wasn't no pitch counts. You know why? Because we threw all the time. We didn't need pitch counts because, oh, you, oh, you threw 60 pitches? Well, you got to rest for three days. Don't, don't, don't move your arm. He said the reason that they were able to throw 150 pitches was because, because they threw, they threw 150, 150 pitches, pitches every other day. Yeah. They threw a lot. And it's just, anyway. That, but, yeah, that's kind of, you know, he took the ball. And he threw when he was supposed to throw. Yeah. And that's kind of un unheard of really it really is <laughs> i mean re- in in the days of of um what what are the, what does what does lebron call it when he takes a day off or whatever oh something roster management or yeah something yeah, management yeah yeah, um, yeah. it's like no, no thank you no just play <laughs> um so anyway down into this athletic article um o'brien mentions there was some initial speculation that free agent signee charlie morton might be considered by the for the opening day start, given his veteran status, plus his 47-18 and 18 record over the past four seasons with Houston and Tampa Bay, and a well-earned reputation as a big-game pitcher. When we first heard that Charlie Morton was being considered for the opening day start, we both kind of considered that to be trash can juice. Yeah. I mean, not that Charlie Morton wouldn't be deserving, 
But Max, Max Fried was more deserving, given everything that he did last year. Exactly. I mean, he stepped into your ace role without hesitation and filled and delivered. it completely. Completely filled it. Braves officials thought all along that Freed's performance last year, his absolutely essential role in winning a third consecutive NL East title and the team's first two postseason series wins since 2001 made him most deserving of the opening day start. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and we agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we were saying. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yesterday we kind of got a look at what uh, the the Braves – Lineup is going to look like they scored five runs on nine hits. Uh, That'll be low. And, <laughs> uh, well, Tampa Bay committed three errors. Ooh. So, there's that. Um, That's winning baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of There's some coaches in this area that can kind of sympathize with them, actually. Today, they, yeah, yeah. recently, recent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Acuna was 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. He's hitting 162 in the spring. So. With four home runs. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't – I mean, 514 slugging, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> he hit 162, 514 slugging. You shouldn't be in the leadoff spot. But <laughs> I I don't think it matters. I'm, I, I'm of the opinion that spring training is for working on things you're not good at. So you may not uh, necessarily – Put up numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's about. It's spring training. It's training. That's Nobody's what winning any spring training championships or spring training batting titles or any other such thing. They're getting ready for these 162 that start April 1st. That's correct. So. And. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Ozzy was one for two with a run. I, you know, it just. Fred, Freddie is hitting 138 right now. Uh, Which is less. Than one sixty two, his his and his slugging percentage is one thirty eight. He has not hit four home runs, <laughs> but he was late coming to spring training. He was late coming to spring training. So. Um, Ozuna was two for three with the homer, so the neon bear. I don't know if you guys remember El Oso Blanco, the white bear, Evan Gaddis. So we've now, now we got the neon bear, the neon bear. What's neon, neon in Spanish? Yeah, I don't know. Neon. <laughs> <laughs> we always put an O on the end of everything. Neono. <laughs> if there's anybody that knows Spanish that knows what neon is in Spanish, feel it, free to let us know. It is, in fact, neon. Neon. The neon bear. Blanc, uh, also neon. Oh, yeah, also neon. Yeah, That's it. There we go. Okay. Nailed it. Um. Yeah, so I, we got a good look at some pictures yesterday. Smiley went five innings, gave up one hit, struck out six, and walked just one. So, well done, True Smiley. I'll Dealing. take that. I'll take that every day against the the American League champions. Uh, Luke Jackson pitched an inning. He gave up a hit, an earned run, and a run, and struck out three. Uh, so, that's not unusual. Chris Martin That's got That's pretty the much the Luke Jackson That's experience. The Luke, <laughs> That's the Luke Jackson line right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Martin gets the save, and that's the question we have. Mm-hmm. Who's the closer? Stay tuned. I mean, if, if, if you are Brian Snicker, right, and you have in your bullpen – the guys that they have, mm-hmm. right? You've 
You've got to pick a closer from from Chris Martin, AJ Minter, Grant Dayton, Josh Tomlin, Will Smith. I'd be inclined to go AJ Minter, to be honest. Well, we tried that. Yeah, he was better late. Though I mean, he threw some quality innings and made some quality appearances. Yeah, last in the year he was fantastic. AJ Minter was back last mm-hmm. year. I just don't know that he, like Luke Jackson, can pitch in high leverage situations. Well, you can't know until you put him out there, though, either. But we did two years ago. Yeah, and he lost to the Colorado Rockies and blew the save when I was there, Mo. <laughs> so he broke my heart, and I can't forgive him. I'm kidding. I, I, no, you're not. <laughs> AJ AJ would be a, is a fine option. I, I think I think right now we have a really good seven, eight, nine, and we have the starting pitching one through five to go five innings, five to seven innings every time. Yeah. And so I don't have any problem throwing out uh Josh Tomlin, Chris Martin, Will Smith, AJ Mentor, any of those four at any point. And and that may be what we see. We may kind of see a closer by committee type situation, particularly early, until somebody steps up. And takes the ball. <laughs> I mean, basically. Yeah. So. Says, I'm the closer. This is my job. And you're not going to take it from me. Mm-hmm. I would love for Will Smith to be that guy. Because I don't think he can pitch anywhere else. I would love for Will Smith to be that guy to justify the money that you gave him before the start of the 2020 season. And, I mean, he's a great story. He's from Georgia. You know, he he was the closer at San Francisco before he came here. And so, certainly he has closer capabilities. Just didn't show him last year. That's correct. So, hopefully he turns it around. I would love to see Tomlin Martin Smith – Seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. all year long. Yeah, I mean, like clockwork. Bring, bring that back to that, and 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 seeing Oventbrill, and seeing Freed and these other guys pitch into the sixth, and and then turn it over to that back end, and take your chances. Exactly. Yeah. Jeff Goodman just quote just tweeted, quote, he quote, uh, <laughs> Texas coach Shaka Smart is headed to Marquette. Wow. According to sources who have told at Stadium. Wow. Now, the fact that Stadium is getting sources is a little ridiculous, but, hey, whatever. Uh, hey, Jeff Jeff Goodman's been doing it for a pretty good while. I mean, he's I, probably got sources. I know. I'm just saying it's just weird because Stadium has – they're a Pluto TV brand to me. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't make sense, but whatever. Um, real quick before we get to uh, the end of this segment, I want to mention that the uh, Nashville Predators uh, played a hockey game last night, and I'm not sure if they had an opponent or not. Um, <laughs> because my goodness, it, listen, we got free frosties within nine minutes of the game. You got free frosties from one guy. From one guy. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, did. I was in no way, shape, or form prepared for literally you texted me, and what I texted you was the legit truth. Like, we were, I was in the middle of of a bourbon tasting, but the game was on. And 
as I would check it like out of the corner of my eye occasionally, I just kept seeing goal. And I was like, why do they keep showing this replay? <laughs> it was not a replay. No, it was a hat trick in two minutes and 34 seconds. By the way, um, Ben Steele, Marquette men's basketball beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, owned by some of our favorite people, can confirm that Marquette is set to hire Shaka Smart one week after parting ways with Steve Wojciechowski. So, wow. Yeah. That escalated rather quickly. Uh, anyway, going back to your Preds, that was – um. That was wild. shocking. Rocco, yeah, Rocco Grimaldi with four goals, three of them in the first period within two minutes and 34 seconds of each other. Um, just a really dominant performance. It was funny because I said uh, <laughs> I said something about getting first period Frosties and Will Rabb texted and he said, at this rate, we'll own a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get used to it. Oh no, don't get used to it. It was again the Red Wings who are ten and twenty and four on the year. But this is what are they won? Three straight, something like that. The Preds are currently on a three game win streak. That includes uh, a win over Dallas. Is that, that right? Well, Dallas is actually behind Nashville in the standings. What? Yeah, Dallas is only eleven and eleven with eight overtime losses. Wow. Uh, Maybe we should check in on the Preds more often. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I had gotten disgusted with them. It, it, it was it was hard to watch for a while. Yeah. Uh, but Yosef's but they back. they beat Dallas and who else did they beat before um, last night? I think they did. They not beat Dallas twice. Twice. Maybe? I think they're doing the the yeah the two game back to back. So I think that it was Dallas be. twice because they play the. The Red, Red Wings, Wings again. again. Uh, okay. It was I'm yeah. So that no, that was the red the second Red Wings. So uh, Dallas four three, Detroit two zero, and then Detroit seven and one play at the Blackhawks tomorrow night seven p.m. Okay, so what you're telling me is they've got a three game winning streak, but two of them are over Detroit. Yes, but they've they've won five of their last six, including wins over Florida and Tampa Bay. Hmm. Okay, so there you go. Well, all right, we'll see. We'll take it. All right, we're going to come back uh, real quick on the uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we do, T. Willie in the house, NASCAR. We'll be right back. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com.
back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the, uh, the, the commentary off-air. <laughs> Sarah or just, not off air. No, Sarah just texted me. I can hear you guys talking. <laughs> so great. Hey, life happens sometimes. Oh man, that's a, no, dude. I love it. I love that. Like you could, it's live radio. I mean, True. we're not. This isn't some you know some show that we just recorded in a basement somewhere. I mean, we, we got five people in this. Feels like twelve by twelve room. <laughs> It's a uh, it's it's pretty great. Um, it's the fifth person that we're most concerned with here in this segment, though. Yes, uh, as we do each Friday when we can, we bring in our resident NASCAR specialist, Terry, the Chicken Man Wilcox, aka T Willie. I love his. Uh, you you've probably not heard his uh, his one zero three seven drop. Yeah, this is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T. Willie. You're listening to Front Porch Radio. That's right. It's a good one. I like that. Yeah, just, I think we should just give him more nicknames. So we just, a.k.a. <laughs> yeah. Also known as. Also, just yeah. elongate that. Yeah, it's going to be a, a one-minute promo then. And, yeah. and, when, and, and when he gets arrested, they'll say, are you Terry the Chicken Man, T. Willie, blah, 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 Wilcox? They call me. <laughs> Tater salad. salad. <laughs> I've known this man my entire life. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. Let's. Uh, so we got to. Last week was crazy. Kyle Larson dominated the entire race. Ryan yep. Blaney won. Okay, whoop de doo. Who cares? This week, Food City Dirt Race. Wow. This is what we got to talk about because we. This is insane. NASCAR is. is running on dirt at mm. Bristol Motor Speedway, folks. It is, and they've uh, sold out the grandstand, too. So uh, I think they're limited to percentage. I didn't hear what it was. I'm guessing probably about 30,000 fans are what they're allowing in. They're even sold out for tonight's, uh, I mean, Saturday's uh, truck race as well. So will be by far the largest crowd to see a dirt race, I would imagine. Uh, it may be. I'm not sure. Uh, there are some that, like Knoxville and that, uh, in Iowa that hold quite a few, but it'll definitely be the largest uh, for a cup race. <laughs> That's, this is insane to me. I mean, it is. It's, what was the the thought process behind going to put a dirt? I mean, they've added road courses. Mm -hmm. You've got a dirt race. Was this is this made for TV because of limiting fans? Well, and it's a, a fan request. Uh, NASCAR listened, believe it or not, for once. Uh, the fans have said they wanted more road courses. Uh, they liked that the trucks were running on the dirt track at Eldora. And so everybody was like, man, we'd love to see the cup guys do it if it's possible. And then the trucks are also going to Knoxville to Iowa the first time ever. So it's, but it's what the fans want. And what I was hearing uh, this past week, uh, the iRacing is running on a street course. Uh, I think it's in Chicago uh, this coming weekend. And they said, well, don't be surprised if you see NASCAR in 2022 running on a street course, possibly our own, uh, Nashville, where not like running, we don't have one. Where they're running the Formula One, they're running there this. Uh, I think it's July this year. That's right. So uh, yeah, so th yeah, th the fans want it and uh, they're willing to give it. So also don't be surprised to see the fairgrounds host some type of race as early as next year. Just okay. a thought. So so humor my 
lack over sure my lack of knowledge for, for mm-hmm. I mean, the the car setup for dirt has got to be like <laughs> yeah it's it's totally apples different. and lug nuts I yeah, mean you're <laughs> absolutely right it's totally different the tires are different the tires actually. Uh, will have grooves in them. They're not like a, a NASCAR where they're slick. slick. Yeah. They're actually going to have uh, like cups on them. I guess they call them cups or whatever. So they can dig out the dirt, but also push it away from the tire. So it's hard, complicated to figure out, but totally different tire than they've ever, they've ever run on unless they've ever run on a dirt, on a dirt track. And what you'll see is uh, about 90% of the time they'll be sideways. I hope, I hope that if nothing else, they at least watched Pixar's cars because mm-hmm. Lightning McQueen had to learn how to run on dirt. Yeah. And, and he said, when you turn, when you're turning left, you got to turn right. That's and right. And that doesn't make any sense, but that's true. So yeah. there will be guys that this is their first competition on dirt? Probably not. Well, it, no, but in that big of a vehicle, it probably is. These are huge vehicles to be running on, uh, on Most dirt. of them run sprint cars. But yeah, most, dirt. yeah, like Kyle Larson and uh, Christopher Bell, you know, they run in the, those World of Outlaw type races and do extremely well. Those are two names that are going to be at the front. But yeah, I, I, Kyle Larson is the favorite. Now, but, but I mean, if I'm because betting, of his background yeah, on dirt. If yes. I'm a betting man, I'm betting on Kyle Larson 100%. Oh, yeah, I'm a betting man. Yeah, because last year he went to the World of Outlaws late model series, had never run in it before. In his second race, he won. And you're talking guys like Scott Bloomquist, uh, Jonathan Davenport. If you're a dirt racer, those names are very familiar to you. And there's one dirt racer who's raced out here quite a bit at Duck River and all around, runs in the World of Outlaws series, Mr. Mike Marler out of Tennessee. He is actually going to start second in one of the four heats tomorrow in the 66 car. He will do extremely well as long as that car is set up properly. So look for him to – I'd be shocked if he don't finish in the top ten. So qualifying heats are tomorrow? What they're, what they're doing, they're going to – there's 40 cars entered, and so they got four 10-car heats, if you will. Mm-hmm. And how you finish uh, kind of determines where you'll start the feature, but also it depends on how many cars you pass. You know, if you start – 10th and, and finish first that's nine extra points you earn gotcha but it's got to be it's where you start and where you finish you can go up to first and go back to 10th and then you go to zero but and then they'll add, take all the points and that's how they'll line up the feature race of 40 so, cars. so it'll be based on points it won't be based on time then. nope nothing to do with time just based on points any tiebreakers goes to owner's point so but uh, that's going to be tomorrow the heat races i mean sat sunday the fact that they're even doing heat races this is just yeah the whole system mm-hmm. is being bucked here. It this is. is unlike anything NASCAR's ever done, and this is fantastic. I can't express to you how awesome it is that NASCAR is really trying to bring in new fans, listen to their fans, and understand what they're wanting. Okay, so so if you're running on dirt, you're running four qualifying heats tomorrow. Yes. Do you have to, like, re- for lack of a better phrase, do you drag the track after each of those four races? You, or? You, yeah, usually they they 
they run a uh, sweeper, if you will, a tractor, usually with some type of equipment behind it. Sometimes they have to add dirt if there's if you get a worn spot. It's basically like a baseball field. Okay, yeah, yeah, basically like you're resetting a baseball mm-hmm. field between. But they will reset it then they, after each. I mean, that's generally the way they do it. Uh, now, once they start the, the the four races, they may not do it between because they won't have enough time. They start at six o'clock tomorrow night, and then uh, is on Fox Sports One. And then Sunday, we will carry it right here starting, I believe we will have our pre-race show at one thirty, followed by the race itself. And then once that ends, we're going to jump over to the Alabama basketball game. How about this? How about in the truck race, in the Camping World Truck Series, Stuart and Jessica Friesen. Yes. A married couple mm-hmm. who have entered the race together. Yeah, she races. Uh, it's hard to believe, but she races. Not hard to believe. But, I mean, she races as well. And uh, that's it's know. unusual that you see two yes. drivers married. Yes. So they're gonna. So they're each gonna be running mm-hmm. in the truck race. In the truck race, which will be Saturday. So that, that's yeah, something. That's, Talk about that. taking your work home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've, so, had, we've had some couples that were dating before. Yeah, like Ricky Stenhouse and uh, Danica Patrick, Danica Patrick yeah. when they were running the Cup Series. But this is the first, as uh, far as I know, for husband and wife. And this is fantastic. Anyway, so you said the uh, the pre-race starts when? It'll start at, uh, I will actually be on the air from 1 to one thirty. Gotcha. with the Parks Buick GMC pre-race show. And then at one thirty we will go live uh, with the uh, MRN or, yeah, MRN on truck races all run on MRN. And then uh, we will have, excuse me, it'll be PRN for the cup race. Getting ahead of myself there. Uh, truck race runs on MRN this weekend, PRN for the cup race. There you go. It's going to be a, a fun day of NASCAR. So uh, if, you, if you were giving out your prediction, would you say, you know, Christopher Bell, three-time Chili Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Christopher Bell uh, uh, could be a good choice. Kyle Larson. And uh, like I said, don't go to sleep on Mike Marler. I know he's not a NASCAR regular, but he's a great dirt track. He's been a champion in that series. So he runs on that every weekend. So that's a name to remember. It'll depend on the equipment for him. But in NASCAR, those two guys will be up there. Those were two two guys I would look for. All right. There you have it. All right, T. Willie, we got to, before we let you out of here, you got to give us uh, another get, one of get your. Get silly. All right. You got to get, you got to give us another one of your uh, great, I got, I got great one. jokes. You don't know. You're going to like this one. My wife and I were out in, uh, visiting out in Arizona, and we decided to take one of those tours through the desert. And uh, as we're going along, all of a sudden, we came across this lizard who was up on a rock telling jokes. So I told the guy, I go, man, that lizard is pretty funny. He goes, that's not a lizard. That's a stand-up chameleon. <laughs> chameleon. Oh, you got to love it. Got to love it. Thanks, uh, Terry. We appreciate your NASCAR insight and your jokes. Always fun. More so as NASCAR Insight. Hey, I don't know. I like to get silly with T. Willie here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find it on the podcast on sm-tnsports.com. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back Monday on WKOM 1017 FM on Facebook as well. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us there. Uh, We will see you on the other side. Make sure to check out sm-tnsports.com for all sports coverage today and tomorrow and all through the weekend.